Welcome to Leading the Next Generation with Tim Elmore. I'm your co-host, Andrew McPeak, and our mission here at Growing Leaders is to empower the emerging generations with skills to lead in real life. Hello again, podcast listeners, Andrew here, and I'm very excited because today we're going to be having a conversation with Dr. Gary Davidson. He is a longtime friend of Growing Leaders and of Tim, and so we're really excited to have him a part of the podcast and talk about his long and lustrous career as an educator. Dr. Gary Davidson is a successful high school educator, uh, administrator, and K-12 teacher, and in his 33 years of service to students, he's developed dozens of of young teachers and leaders into now executive level positions within the field of education. In fact, his protégés are leading schools and school systems all over the country. Gary is going to talk today about the lessons he's learned and some of the innovative ideas he's implemented in his time at Lambert High School. He'll also be talking about a brand new book he's been working on and that has just been released. I think you're really going to love this conversation. So without further ado, take it away, Tim. Gary, it is so good to sit down with you. You and I have Thank enjoyed you. a friendship for so many years. Yes. Uh, I've admired the way you've run your school. Andrew's already introduced you. 33 mm -hmm. years in education, the last 17 leading a really high-achieving high school. I think yes. that's safe to say, athletically, <laughs> academically. But one thing I appreciate about mm -hmm. you is you've, you seem to have not lost your sense of balance, understanding parents, students, faculty, and staff, you've kind of seen it all. So can I just kick off this interview by asking the question, because you've been in education for decades and you witnessed lots of changes, what would you say are some of the biggest ones that you've seen that you might call they were game changers? Well, thank you, Tim. I, I appreciate yeah. the kind words too. Um, being in education for so long, I, I think the greatest change that I've seen has been the overall role of each person in the education process. Hmm. Over 33 years, I remember that the, the teacher role when I first started um, was, was very much a, a, just an input. Yeah. You know, yes. providing, just standing, teaching, very lecture-based, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that has morphed into very active learning, being very engaged, and, and really changing the dynamic of that. Uh, the student role has changed from very much a, a sit and get into, I've got to actually get up and do something now. Um, and then the parent uh, aspect has changed. And that's even changed even more recently uh, since the pandemic. But it went from very much a, um, my kids are on the bus. They're yours now. I don't have to worry about them until the kids get home. Um, but that has changed. That has changed greatly. Um, and I've seen them becoming more involved. Yeah. Involvement is great. Yes. Any school wants involved parents. No they doubt. really do. It's when that line is crossed from involvement to over-involvement. Intrusion, it, may intru I say? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there are instances where intrusion can be very hard. And I think those are the biggest changes that I've seen. Curriculums come and go. Yeah. Yeah. Strategies yeah. come and go. All of that. But really, the role of each person in education has changed greatly. Yeah, I, I have seen the same mm -hmm. thing. So let's talk about your most recent experience. 17 mm -hmm. years at Lambert High School, just yes. north of Atlanta. Yeah. Great experience. You've got to be proud. I know you're Very. not a proud man, but you've got to be proud at what the students have pulled off, what your yes. staff and faculty have pulled off under your leadership. So um, as a principal, you've I feel like you've led in a very creative way. Thank you. Uh, in fact, you did some 
things that I'd not mm-hmm. heard of before. Mm-hmm. So I want you to invite our listeners into that okay. journey. Share some of the ideas you implemented that led to significant progress for students, teachers, parents, and the community. Talk about how you started, what you did, okay, and then take us on that journey. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you again for the kind words, but it's um, it, it's about solving different problems. Mm-hmm. And, and again, going back to that first question, roles have been changing, yeah. but I can't say that education as a whole has kept up with the changing roles. Yeah. And so that's where a lot of schools have had some very difficult times um, in trying to uh, really address the needs of learners, teachers even, uh, and how we're going to do that. So I would say probably my most proud moment is when at Lambert High School, we implemented Lunch and Learn. Yeah. Um, and Lunch and Learn uh, basically is each student gets an hour for lunch. And within that hour of the day, they obviously have a chance to eat lunch, yeah. but they have a chance to sit down with their friends, relax, um, digest their food, which is very important. Yeah. Yep. Um, but also we have different kinds of instructional supports, different yeah. kinds of instructional um um, um, gains for them. Uh, they're able to sit down with their peers and have study groups yeah. and uh, make up tests yeah. and all of these things that that really takes time away from them outside yeah. of the classroom. We want to be able to put the time and the effort within the school day 100% on them growing as students. Yeah. And so we we have uh, we started that process about eight years ago. At the time, we started with about a 9% failure rate at midterm, mm. which for a large high school is very average. Yeah. It's, it's very much the going average. One out from, of 10 absolutely. is having trouble. Yeah. Uh, recently, we've, we've done our statistics and we were below 1% wow. at midterm. And it's having that additional time in the middle of the day yeah. for students to get homework done, to study, for teachers to be able to have a chance within the day to remediate and help students achieve. When we, in the past, we always told kids, oh, come after school. Well, right now, teachers can't stay after school. And <laughs> yeah. so students are kind of stuck. Yeah. At the or point. they're running a football practice or absolutely. something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we, we felt including it within the day would keep it very balanced for yeah. them and really prioritize that time for them. Can I just volley back and say, I'm so proud of you for doing this. As mm-hmm. I've described your work mm-hmm. in other places in the country, I've said, learn to learn for Gary's school yeah. is a time to catch up keep up, make up, or rest up. Wonderful. Would that be fair? Absolutely. Some, some are doing fine. Yes. They're petting a dog, yes. right? Yes, yes. Yep. absolutely. And but they some are, are yeah. catching up because yes. they're behind. Some mm-hmm. are making up a test. Yes. But um, this just helps calibrate mm-hmm. and obviously change grades. It has. Change yes. mental mm-hmm. health mm-hmm. for the better. Yes, I mean, you're, That's accurate, isn't it? At 100%. This yes. is what we've got to do. I just yes. wish I could take your brain and throw it around the <laughs> country, but that wouldn't be a pretty sight. Would it? There we go. There so we go. anyway, I love, I love that. Now, when you began Lambert, you even said, before we start this school, I want to get buy-in and weigh-in from the community. Would yes. you mind telling that story real quick? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I came from a neighboring high school okay. at the time, and I was asked to open Lambert High School. At the time, we were bringing students from another school okay. over. Yep. And so I had been in that community for a number of years. Okay. So they knew me mm-hmm. and I knew them. Um, and starting this new school, we wanted to start it and 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 start it not only on a good foot, but we wanted to really address what great high schools around the country have done. Good. What made them great? And so we did a lot of research on that. And about a year before we opened, I put together a committee 
of current high school students, now current at that time, yeah. would not be our high school students coming into our school. So we would have some younger students who eventually would be there, uh, neighboring faculty and the community members. We all got together and we actually put together a strategic plan for mm. the school that wasn't even built yet. Yeah. And our goal was what would the Grant Lambert graduate look like? Mm. What would those characteristics be? Then we took that as an entire faculty and built our practices around it. And I really feel like that involvement has helped us to be very, very good in a lot of areas. Yeah. It, it's that commitment. Um, and to go back to the first questions, what's one of the biggest things I've seen that has changed? It's It seems that it's harder and harder to get students, staff, and parents to believe in something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And that's what we focused in on at the very beginning. And that has maintained for us. And that has been a game changer. It yeah. truly has. Yeah. So it's that idea. Well, good leaders know the principle. I just mentioned it briefly. Mm -hmm. If you let people weigh in, they're more apt to buy in. And it yes. sounds like you mm -hmm. got that from the school mascot yes. to the colors to mm -hmm. All of that. And it wasn't yes. just Gary dictating. No. It was Gary listening and yes. then saying, all right, I'm going to run point on this, mm -hmm. but you all said this. Yes. And look what's happened. How yes. cool is that? I love it. It's It's been wonderful. Our Many of our, like you said, all of our all of our pieces are from students. So I can go through the, the logo. Yep. I can go through all of the different, the school song, the alma maters, and all the other things all our different students' yeah. contributions. And yeah. so it's very neat to see them grown up with their own families now mm -hmm. and say, thank you so much uh -huh. for writing the alma mater for our school. <laughs> we sing it every year. And so it's it's been great to have their involvement. I love it. Yes. So you've had some really cool success stories from yes. students. Would mm -hmm. you mind just encouraging our listeners? What are some success stories from students there, past and present? Yes, I off a lot of them. Yeah. Um, we've had so many great kids. Uh, just like other principals will have those those themselves. I remember back to our first year, uh, we had a young lady who had historically always been in private school. Mm -hmm. um, she was stricken with brain cancer. Mm. And through that process of her healing and such, they literally had to go in and take out a large portion of her brain. Oh. Um, and so she was starting high school with us when we first opened. And as you can imagine, um, there were lots of needs that she had. She was new to our school community, a relatively brand new school community. Um, I, I was so proud that the school came together to support her. They mm. named her homecoming queen the first year. Oh my gosh. Very few people knew her. Yeah. They just knew her struggle. And those kinds of things set the culture for the building moving forward to say, you know what? It doesn't. You don't have to be the star quarterback yeah. to to be a star in our yeah. school, and that has carried through to today. Our special needs students, who are probably our most high profile students in wow. the school, they get high fives when they walk down the hall. the the the, the Red Seas part when they walk down, and it's really <laughs> neat to see. Um, and it also helps that they our special needs students, they actually work and govern our therapy dog program. Oh, wow. And so when the other students come up and want to interact with the therapy dogs, they have to ask one of our special needs kids, is it okay if I pet your dog? <laughs> and so they lead them in that. So really wow. flipping it over mm -hmm. instead of taking someone who's used to being in a follower position. Yeah. And letting them be in a leadership position. They own something. They own yeah. something. And so it's been really great to see. 
I, I could I could go on forever about student stories. We just have so many great things happening. Yeah, you really do. And I'm I think I'm your biggest fan. Outside <laughs> your wife, I'm your biggest fan. So that's neat. Now, Gary, more recently, you and mm-hmm. I were just doing a parent event, and yes. you expressed to me, number one, your love of parents. You yes. want engaged mm-hmm. parents. If you had Absolutely. a choice between disengage or engage, you choose engage. Absolutely. But I think some of them have been over, this is my opinion, over functioning because mm-hmm. they love their kids so yes. much. I don't know if they realize when they've crossed a line. Correct. I want you to talk about your passion and even concern yes. about today's parents. Just just talk about that. I'm giving you permission to, <laughs> okay. to, 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 to whine a little bit. Go I ahead. won't use any names. How about That's that? That's right. Okay. That's good. Um, I, I, I'm most concerned because what I used to see in parents was if they started out as assertive, yeah. they have now become aggressive. Yeah. And so it's been very hard for any educator that needs to have um, the skills to take someone who's aggressive and and walk them down to assertive, mm. then walk them down to upset, yeah. and then back to just a regulated position. Uh, I'm worried about that. Yeah, I'm worried about the changing dynamic with students and parents not feeling equipped. Yeah, much of the conversations that I have felt with parents has either been one of two things. One, the parent wants to do everything for them because they want the benefit that they get out of it. It's no longer, you know, my my son will earn something. It's yeah. I've earned it and yeah. my son gets to enjoy the trophy yeah. once in a while, but I really <laughs> yeah. am the one that won it. The other one is that they don't know how to go in and have a civil conversation mm-hmm. with a teacher Um and it's as if they've already they're they're looking at the teachers as being the only government official that they have access to yeah. and can speak to, yeah. and so they take all their frustrations with what's going on in the world today out on that lowly teacher, yeah. Yeah. and and I and I feel so badly for them because they're getting grief that was never intended. That's for them. right. Yeah. And the parent doesn't, I don't think that they recognize that yeah, they do that really all doing. the time. Yeah. So oftentimes I'll come in and help teachers understand that, that it's okay to say, what are we really upset about today? Let's get down to what is the issue at play and then let them vent a little bit, yeah. but then come back to what has made you so upset? How yeah. can I help you now yeah. in that regard? Well, Gary, again, when you mm-hmm. and I have talked off off the record, we, we both agreed that the helicopter parents become the Apache helicopter yes. sometimes mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. even knowing. Correct. But I think very often as a fellow, you and I mm-hmm. both parents, we feel like so much is out of our control. We yes. tend to want to control Maybe yes. people that we can't. That faculty member mm-hmm. doesn't have unilateral authority to change the school if it needs Correct. to be changed. So mm-hmm. there they are. It's almost like the clerk at the fast food restaurant. I can't change this restaurant, yeah. but you yeah. know. So you've got to somehow advocate for your staff and faculty, yes. which you do so well. And um, and that's becoming a larger portion of principals' yes, worlds than yes. it used to be. Yeah. Uh, the running of the school has almost taken a back seat into helping teachers stay fortified enough mm-hmm. to deal with all of the different yeah. challenges that are coming and then to play the front line when it comes to parents coming in. I, I don't blame parents for it. I really don't. I think they're confused. More often than not, they all want the very best for their yeah. child. And yeah. I respect that. But it's it's really helping them to understand that there's a different way to go about it. I really do feel that there's been a, that one of the changes I've seen has been that parents used to view 
process as important. Mm -hmm. They now yeah. look at outcome yeah. as more important yeah. than process. However you got there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's scary. Absolutely. It is. Uh, in fact, mm -hmm. if, if you don't mind, I'll volley Absolutely. back on that. Um, we all want good outcomes, of course. Of course. But you're right. Mm -hmm. I think in our nation, even beyond education, mm -hmm. we just, once we get the goal, yeah. whatever I got to do, yes. whether it's artificial intelligence and the mm -hmm. machine will write the paper for me or oh, yeah. whatever, mm -hmm. and it is a bit scary, yes. especially if the adults, the caring adults, mm -hmm. have fostered that mindset in kids. Absolutely. They watch their mom and dad going, whatever you got to do to mm -hmm. get to the goal, mm -hmm. even if it's cheating. Um, yeah. And nobody would admit that, but I feel like that's we're vulnerable to that. Well, um, I'm starting to see the admission happening wow. more and more, almost to the point of some people being proud of it. Yeah, we Gosh. had a uh, we had a parent here recently who student was taking a math test, and the student was using his Apple Watch to send problems home so that his mom could work them and then send him the answers. Wow. Um, of course, the teacher's walking around, yeah. sees what's yeah. going on, yeah. uh, talks to the child, talks to the parent. And unfortunately, the child didn't do very well on the test. Mm -mm. Um, and, and so the parent, <laughs> uh, the teacher offered to tutor the parent and actually called the parent and said, hey, I noticed Johnny was struggling. I noticed that you were communicating with him. You didn't seem to quite understand the content. Can I help you with the content? Wow! And that was a very sophisticated way. I thought that the, mm -hmm. that the teacher approached mm -hmm. it instead of just calling and saying what you did was bad. Yeah. They called yeah. and said, I can help you too. Yeah, let's collaborate. Let's let's yeah. collaborate on this yeah. and let me help your child. Yeah. And and so it was very interesting to be able to have some of these instances. Well, I love that approach. Mm -hmm. I have more than once walked into a Starbucks and seen parents doing the homework for their yes. child. Mm -hmm. They they're well intentioned. They think this is going to take some of the relief mm -hmm. off my Absolutely. stressed out child. Absolutely. But in the end, that's yeah. a short game, yeah. not a long game. It's a long. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's, you're right. It's, 100%. it's scary. Um. So you and your wife have your own parenting lessons. You, yes. I did a parent event with you, you and it was mm -hmm. honored to be with you and your parents. But would you talk about how your shift happened in your own parenting role? Yes. Would you mind? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, my wife and I, we, have, we had two children and uh, my son passed away. And um, that brought a dynamic oh, to us. Gosh. It was very difficult, of yeah, course. Yeah. So I currently have an 18-year-old daughter. And when she was very young, she was two years old when my son passed away. And we found ourselves becoming more than the helicopter parent back then. It was eight, yeah. eight, uh, 16 years ago. Yeah. And so I literally would walk around behind my daughter with a pillow, worried yeah. that she was going to fall on the wooden floor yeah. and break her head open and, yeah. and all the things. Yeah. And it wasn't until I read a certain book uh, about <laughs> parenting mistakes uh, that helped me to realize I'm not doing her any favors. Yeah. And she fell once. Yeah. She survived it. Yep. But yep. then I went and I actually showed her, okay, here's how not to fall yes. down. Let's yeah. try and see if you can do this. She did it on her own and she's doing so well. Isn't that cool? And, but it wasn't. I was a high school principal at the time and yeah. I was doing it wrong. Yeah. And yeah. I, I it, it took it took an external person to show me, mm. okay, this isn't yeah. working. Yeah. And so to for her to be better for me to help her become a great adult. Yeah. I needed to yes. let her go through some struggle. Even as a and child. Struggle yeah. is the four letter word today. Yeah. And unfortunately it, it is that way. And yeah. I wish more people would be open to that word. I remember hallway conversation you and I had uh -huh. walking out of your building and you said, grit isn't grown overnight. You Correct. don't grow grit quick. Yes. And I thought that is so true, you know? <laughs> That's it. But, but yes. we like things quick. We, we want do. it to quick click. So, oh Absolutely. my gosh, Absolutely. crazy. 
Um, so Gary, tell me what you hope to accomplish in your new ventures ahead. You are retiring from yes, Lambert this year. Yes. I have mixed emotions about that, but <laughs> but I know you're one to mul mul multiply. Talk about your yes. future. Yes. I, I, I've been at Lambert for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I've been the only principal there for now for 15 years. Uh, very proud of the school. I think it's wonderful. I think this is an opportunity for them to go to the next level. And so I'm very proud to see what happens with them next. Um, I've been very proud over my career to grow leaders uh, and to really uh, pour into staff and really help them become a much more effective and fulfilled leader. Yeah. So I've, I've done that. I've taken the things that I've done over the years, and I started to put that into a project. Good. And so now I'm going to be consulting with principals Good. and school leaders in the future to help them be more effective. And, and by being more effective, they're going to be more fulfilled in their work. Excellent. And I, I see a lot of leaders right now that feel like they're not making a difference. Yeah. They are, yeah. but they don't feel like no. it. And I want to yeah. try and help them realize you are making a difference. Let's help you be more effective, but also at the same time, let's help you understand that you're changing people's lives. Yeah. It's frustrating and it's hard today, but you're doing good work. Yeah. Let's let's help you realize that. Well, we do miss that, don't we? Yes. In the day-to-day -day grind. Yeah, absolutely. So listeners, we're going to put that in the show notes so you okay. can look at our notes to see what Gary's up to and so forth. Uh, Gary, last question. Yes. Do you have any last words of wisdom? Uh, our listeners are mm -hmm. often parents. They're mm -hmm. certainly often educators and yes. school leaders, mm -hmm. coaches. Yes. Give us one last word before we sign off. It, my, my last word to the students is to don't give up. Mm. Don't try something once okay. and then give up. Yeah. Give yourself five chances, mm. five chances. You've got five fingers on a hand, yeah. try and do it five, <laughs> five times. And then after that, if you can't do it, then you have to look for something else yeah. in some other structure support. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for educators, um, keep going. Mm. It will get better. Yeah. It will get better. I do too. I keep I your love so for kids, keep your love for instruction and keep it moving forward. It will get better. And for parents, let your children fail. Yeah. L let them struggle. When we say fail, it's not fatal. Right. It's That's not what I'm talking yeah. about. What I'm talking about is let them experience struggle. Let them get the benefit mm -hmm. out of it. Don't steal their dopamine hit yes. when they succeed. Let them enjoy it yeah. because they've earned it. That dopamine hit will lead them to their next success. Let them have it. It's their high school experience, not yours. <laughs> Gary, you always bring wisdom. Thanks for sitting down and talking today. Thank you, rich. Tim. I really appreciate it. You bet. What an incredible conversation from Tim and Dr. Gary Davidson. We cannot thank you enough, Dr. Davidson, for joining us on the podcast and sharing so many of the amazing things you've accomplished, as well as the innovative ideas you all have been practicing. Well, he mentioned it very quickly, but I want to tell you about this new resource from Dr. Gary Davidson. He's just written a book called even great leaders need coaches. And I highly encourage you to pick this up. He's going to be talking about the importance of bringing in coaches into your life to help develop you, frankly, no matter what stage of your leadership you're in. So you're not going to want to miss that resource. Check the show notes to get a link to where you can pick up that book. It's, again, it's called Even Great Leaders Need Coaches.
Well, as always, if you would rate this podcast, give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, If you found this particularly helpful, we would encourage you to share it with somebody else who you think might enjoy it too, whether that's a colleague or a spouse or whomever, we would also appreciate that. If you want to connect with us online, we are at Growing Leaders and at Tim Elmore, pretty much everywhere you are. And then finally, if you have ideas for this podcast, whether it's other people you think we should interview like Dr. Davidson, or maybe an idea for something you think we should cover on the podcast, we would love for you to send us an email. It's podcast at growingleaders.com. We love getting those. Well, thank you again, Dr. Davison, for joining us today. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time.